Hey everybody, Mike Brancatelli here from the Mike Adelic Podcast. Welcome. Welcome to this movie review. We are going to be doing a spoiler review of uh, The Last Jedi. So if you haven't seen the movie, of course, it goes without saying. Don't listen to this unless you want to be, you know, unless you want to have the movie spoiled. Um, so I, I might start doing this more often. I might start doing movie reviews more often because I really, I love movies. One of my first passions uh, ever is movies. And Star Wars, for me, captured my imagination and really is a film franchise that I absolutely am in love with. So uh, it gives me great joy to watch these movies and then even more joy probably to talk about them and just experience them uh you know, the whole kind of universe of them. So <clears throat> I did a in-depth breakdown and analysis extracting the myths and the meanings and the archetypes and the messages and the themes of Star Wars The Last Jedi with my good buddy Ed Liu of the Psychedelic Milk podcast. And I put that up for my Patreon subscribers as a special bonus. So if you if you want to go and dive deep into the meanings and the myth and everything and really you know look at this from a psychedelic point of view and you know dive deep into it um then go ahead and join patreon uh it's it's mike brank uh, patreon.com slash mike brank b-r-a-n-c i'll put the link in the show notes here and we go into full detail and uh you know there's a lot of bonus content that i put out on there but this is going to be a spoiler review of just kind of a breakdown of the movie itself. I'm not going to get too deep into some things. Of course, I'm going to talk about the themes and the meaning and stuff like that, but I'm not going to go too deep into it. I just want to talk about it as a film. Um, And a little background, I mentioned I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Now, the kind of fan that I am is I am a movie fan. Uh, you know, I, I, I've, I'm a fan of the films and, you know, I, I've watched Star Wars Rebels and that's pretty much it. I, I don't, uh, I don't dive into the books. I don't dive into the comic books. Um, so I'm not, you know, I'm not an Uber nerd. I don't know, maybe on the scale of, you know, casual fan to Uber nerd, I'm, I'm like a seven or something like that because I really... I love the films. I love the the, the Star Wars uh, mythology. I love the universe, and you know, I first saw Star Wars when I was, I think, twelve years old. My dad took me to go see the special edition release of Star Wars: A New Hope, and, in theaters, and it was amazing. I think they re- they released them. I think uh, they released them one each month. So the first month they released the Star Wars Special Edition. This was in like 1996. And then they released Empire Strikes Back the next month and Return of the Jedi the next month. And I went to go see them all in theaters. And I cannot tell you the mind-blowing experience that I had seeing Star Wars Special Edition and Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi Special Edition in theaters on the big screen for the first time as a 12-year-old. I mean, now I, I, I literally felt... The same way that somebody who experienced that as a 12-year-old in 1977 felt. And I, could, I was like blown away. I was like, I can't believe these are old movies. This is so cool. And I, and I bought all the, the toys and, you know, I, I, was, I was obsessed. It was, you know, it was another, it was probably my last kind of nerdy obsession. My first one was 
uh, Ghostbusters and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and then came X-Men, and then Batman, and then this, and then Star Wars. I think Power Rangers, nah, not too much Power Rangers, but, you know, uh, and then Star Wars. So, with that being said, that's a little background. You know, of course, when I was, you know, when The Phantom Menace came out, I was very excited, and I went to go see that movie, and I was like 15 years old, and then... You know, then they meet the Gungans and Jar Jar. I mean, that you know, when that movie opened, I was like, "Yes, Star Wars!" And then it was, bleh. and I, I, I bet that's probably how a lot of people felt with the the Last Jedi. You know, I definitely felt strange, it because it, it was strange. It was different. It was a totally different kind of movie. It was unexpected, but I liked it. I did like it. And it took me kind of a while to come to that decision. I did not, I was not like happy when the movie ended. Like I, I felt overwhelmed, a little like confused. I didn't know what to feel. You know, I saw the movie on premiere night and I didn't know what to feel after it. I felt kind of overwhelmed. Like I kind of felt like when the movie ended, I was like, <sighs> you know, I just, I just sat there in my chair and, and watched the credits roll for a good couple of minutes I just because I need it was like so much to take in and I didn't know what to think but basically uh the movie okay so let's get into the spoiler review of The Last Jedi um before we do I should mention that the lead up to this movie we heard a lot of things like you know from Daisy Ridley and the cast like you know I think Daisy Ridley herself said you know, Ryan Johnson has wrote a script that is unexpected, but right. You know, it's it, and and that's really kind of what it is. It, it is unexpected, but possibly right for this story. Um, and there were a lot of clues as to what was going to be happening. I know when the trailer first came out, Luke Skywalker in the trailer says, "This is not going to go the way you think," and he's talking to Ray. But I think that was like a message to us fans. This movie is not going to go the way you think. And I think that was a big theme in, in this movie. And the other big theme from the trailer was kill the past. You know, let the past die. Kill it if you have to. And that was another big theme in this movie. So, okay. So let's get into the, to the breakdown, right? Star Wars, boom, the opening crawl. Amazing. Great opening crawl. Like, um, it's, it's like, this is what's going on. Here's, here, we're, here's where we're at. The rebellion's got to flee because the first order has started to track them. And I really liked like the pan down, uh, you know, usually you pan down a ship passes overhead or, or something, you know, something's happening. And this one did a pan down and a zoom in. It was so fucking cool. We got, we like the resistance ships are fleeing the car, the planet. And we're pretty much picking up exactly where we left off from The Force Awakens, right? Rey comes back to the Resistance base, and then she goes off to go find Luke, and then the Resistance are there, and then, you know, they, the, the First Order tracks them, finds the base, and they're trying to obliterate them. And so they're, they're evacuating the base. And we zoom in, the camera zooms in. That was such a cool shot. I love that shot. It was just, it took, and then the music, the score was amazing. I think it was like a little bit uh, reminiscent of Revenge of the Sith, where that space battle happens. And it, it was just really, really great. And so we're taken right into the, like, we're, we're just 
full steam ahead right into the story. No wait, no hesitation. And um, one of the generals or one of the captains, I think it's, I actually think it's Carrie Fisher's daughter in real life. I think her name's Billy Lord. Is it? Correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, she says, you know, we got to get all this stuff out of here or there's no time. And then they look up in the sky and you just see Star Destroyers coming out of light speed. It was a really cool shot. And she's like, oh no, you know, so they have to evacuate. And then I love the look of the First Order ships. They came in and there was this guy, Captain Kennedy, and he was great. He was amazing. General Hawks is like, you know, Captain Kennedy, you know, arm your weapons or whatever. And he's like screaming, he's like, recharge the cannon. Like, it was just, it was a great, uh, he was a great like general. It was really cool. I liked that First Order look and the feel of that. And that character was really cool. And then, you know, Poe Dameron comes in and there's the humor. And I lo- I liked it. A lot of people were complaining that they didn't really like it. I-, I have one minor complaint. I just didn't like the part where General Hux goes, can he hear me? He can. Okay. Like he, 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 he sounded, I, wa- I wanted to see maybe Hux get like a, a little bit more furious. That would have been, I think that that tone would have been funnier rather than him being like, he can. Okay. You know, it, it, that was a little off, but the the whole rest of it was great, you know, because that's exactly what Poe did in the first one. And he's like, do you talk? Do I talk? You know, who talks? So I like that because he's, he's stalling. So he's like fucking with him. And then the guy, it, it's also good because the First Order, they don't have a sense of humor, right? They're so serious. They're so orderly, you know, they're the First Order. They're orderly. So I like that he, he goes, I believe he's tooling with you, sir, you know? And he doesn't get it because General Hux doesn't get jokes. He doesn't make jokes. He's he's rigid and logical and, you know, he's orderly, you know, Nazi-ish, if you will. And and really, you know, joking around is the way to undermine authority and undermine uh, the law and, and, and authoritarian tyrants is, is by subverting them with humor. That's that's really a very very powerful tool is humor to make fun of uh, authority figures and because it's out of it's they, that's the one thing that they they can't really control you know like people are laughing at them it diminishes their power it really subverts their power and so it's very very it's very powerful humor is very powerful so I really do like that I like that humor is used to tool with them and mess with them and subvert them and and make them angry. I think that's, you know, that that's such a great thing, you know. It's such a great thing to be to be used. Um, you know, just think about in our in our world, you know, politicians or whoever, you know, and, and making politicians really are like humorless, you know, and 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 when you make fun of politicians, they they can't really take a joke because their egos are so big and they, they don't know how to laugh at themselves. And that's one of the best way to subvert tyrants and, and really take down the power, diminish the power, dilute the power is through humor uh, and laughter and levity. So I, I like that a lot. Now, the whole opening sequence is amazing. I really, I, I mean, it's beautifully shot. It's re- it introduces something new to the Star Wars universe with the bombers. I thought that was really cool, really well done. I really loved it a lot. It sets up some things for later, and um, I have no no complaints about that whatsoever. I thought that the whole opening was great. You know, maybe they were trying to be funny with like the Finn leaking bag. What you know? But 
you know, like they didn't really, it wasn't like a big thing, you know, it was fine. I, I didn't really particularly, I mean, it was a humorous image, I guess, but I didn't really think they were really trying to like go for like a, it wasn't like they tried really hard to like land a joke and it missed. It was just like, oh, it's kind of comical. Like he's got this back to tank bag on and it's, he woke up and he's in light speed and you know, he just, it's like leaking. It's just like, you know, whatever. It, it, it wasn't, it wasn't like a big swing and a miss. And Poe's like, yeah, you probably have a thousand questions or a million questions. And Finn immediately is like, where's Ray? And then we go and we see Ray. And, you know, this is where I, I kind of agree with some of the Star Wars fans out there where Ray Hant. So in The Force Awakens, it's an epic ending, one of the best endings of any Star Wars movie ever. Ultimate cliffhanger. Ray is on the island. She finds the last Jedi. It's Luke Skywalker. We need your help. There's hope left in the galaxy. And she's handing him the lightsaber. Please help us take up arms. Come back. We need you. And the last Jedi decides to just make Luke like this guy who's like a coward and afraid and scared and depressed. And like he takes the lightsaber and he just chucks it over his shoulder. And so I thought that was kind of. I didn't really particularly like that. It's not like I'm I'm very upset about it. I just didn't really particularly like that choice. I think we deserved to have him hold the lightsaber and say, "Who are you? Where did you get this? And why are you here?" You know? And then have Rey explain everything to Luke Skywalker. You know, we don't necessarily need to see it. But maybe he's, you know, she, they walk together and, or, and they're talking. And then the next scene, he's contemplating, like, all he's taking in all of this information, you know? And, you know, she's, she's trying to tell him, like, we don't have much time. We have to go. And he's, he's just like, I don't know if I can go, if I, if I can go with you right now. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not the Luke Skywalker that you think I am. And, you know, this, then maybe, you know, that keep the scene where Chewie barges in with the door. And he, you know, she's like, we have to go. I'll explain to you on the Falcon. And he says, the Falcon, where's Han? You know, and then we go to the scene with Kylo Ren and Snoke. And I thought that scene was great. That scene was amazing. I thought it was a great introduction to Snoke. I loved Snoke. You know, I thought, you know, the CGI was like a little kind of wonky, but it was, it was actually, you know what? It was good. This, it was good. He was kind of menacing and, and cruel. He looked like a, just like a sad, pathetic, decrepit, you know, old thing. And, and, and I thought the introduction to Snoke was great. You know, he's, how's your wound? And then he's, he's yelling at him. You were bested by a girl who had never held the lightsaber. You failed. And he, boom, he fucking jolted that electricity bolt out of him, the force lightning. And he, he hits the floor first and kind of gives him like a taser shot to Kylo Ren. I thought that was amazing. And I, and it was like, we really get a sense of his power. He effortless, effortlessly just shot that lightning at him, and it was really cool. And Kylo Ren is visibly shaken up about it, and he smashes his helmet because Snoke tells him it's a ridiculous thing. You're just a child in a mask. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. It was just it was he was demeaning and disrespectful. He treated Kylo Ren like a little slave dog, 
And he just, you know, he just, he really put him in his place. And Kylo Ren really got worked up, smashed his helmet. I thought it was a great scene. He comes out, prepare my ship. If you notice in that scene, he's like, he comes out, he goes, prepare my ship. And then the, the, the two officers just stand there. It's like, come on, prepare a ship, get moving. Like they should have rushed around and been panicked a little bit. And then I think we go back, you know, Ray saying there's no light left in Kylo Ren. Uh, you know, there's, we need Luke Skywalker and, and Luke Skywalker's like, you don't need me. Like, what do you think I'm going to do? Walk out there with a laser sword, you know, and, and, and take down the whole first order. And then, um, so, you know, that's not bad. And then Ray goes to follow him as he goes about his day and she sees like the weird shit that he does and some people had complaints they're like luke skywalker this jedi and you make him drinking you know titty milk out of this dinosaur and like what the fuck and you know look he's like a hermit you know he's he probably he's been on a fucking island for god knows how long you know like he's lost his mind he's crazy he's a crazy old hermit like yoda was like obi-wan kenobi was they're crazy old hermits so i have no problem with him drinking the blue titty milk it was a callback to a new hope with the blue milk and um i was fine with it i was fine with him being a crazy weird old hermit and even Ray, like the Ray feels exactly how we feel in the audience. She's shocked. She's disgusted. She doesn't understand. And then she gets called into the force tree and she has to go into the, the force tree and she sees the Jedi text. So, you know, Luke's like, who are you? You know, and why are you here? I would have liked to hear Ray talk about, you know, she's like, something's awakened. Something's inside of me. I would have liked to maybe heard her say, like, I fought Kylo Ren. You know, like I scarred him, like I never used a lightsaber before, like I don't know how I did it, you know, like can you help explain this to me? And then maybe, you know, like, you know, Luke saying like, yeah, like, you know, look, I, I wish I could teach you, but I can't. And she's like, why not? And then have him explain. I would have loved to see a flashback and show us this. I think I thought this would have been really cool. Like if Luke goes... It's a long story, young Ray, but let me tell you. And he says, after I, you know, my father, Darth Vader, I tried to convert him and it, you know, it almost killed me. And finally, in the end, my father came around and he saw the light and, you know, there was balance for a little while. And then me and Han went and Leia had some more adventures, you know, there was still fragments of 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 the empire like you know there were still there were still force uh people out there and we were going around and you know they can show the flashback we see a young han a young leia a young land you know them from like right after return of the jedi show us a little bit of like what like some of their adventures on different planets and like what happened and stuff and then he can say like you know, and then Han and Leia, they started fighting because they were, you know, she got back into politics and, you know, they had this son, Ben, and they were never around for him. And, you know, they thought, you know, that maybe instead of abandoning him and leaving him at home, like by himself while they went off on all these missions, that it would be good for me to train him. So then I, you know, I, I started this Jedi school after the children that I found who are force sensitive and we brought him to this academy. And, and as he's explaining this, we're seeing all of it and we're seeing a young Ben go with him and a young Ben disappointed, right? Because his parents are, 
are fighting and not getting along and Leia's going back into politics and Han's going back into smuggling. And it's like, hey, that's a great story, right? Because that gives young Ben reason to be angry, right? Because we need a reason. Everybody needs a reason to turn to the dark side. You know, it's not enough that, oh, there was darkness growing in him. Why? Why? Oh, that mighty Skywalker. But no, Anakin Skywalker didn't just have darkness growing in him. Anakin Skywalker fell to the dark side because of the passion of love. And if you look at the the Jedi and the dark side ways, the Jedis are more of like a Buddhist non-attachment and the dark side Sith are more fiery, passionate energy and they let the, the they let attachment get to them and that's the downfall that takes you, you know, fear leads to hate, hate leads to anger, anger leads to suffering, you know, that's what Yoda was saying to young Anakin Skywalker. So the story of Anakin Skywalker is the down fall. He was corrupted because he thought that he can control, control, you know, everything. And that's really the message of Star Wars is to the dark side, the Sith, the Empire represents too much order and too much control. Whereas the Jedi represent more of a balance and a harmony, more chaos and less order, but more balance. It's more of a balanced harmony with nature and the force and the and being one with everything. And the empire is rigid, the machine world. Joseph Campbell talks about this. The father has gone down the path, and it's a metaphor. The metaphor of Darth Vader is the man who has become the machine, the man who has sold his soul to the corporation, to the state, the man who has become the state entity. And same that's what that's what happened with Anakin Skywalker because he wanted he wanted that he lusted for power and control he wanted to control his own destiny his own mortality he wanted to to control things that were out of his control he he was paranoid and delusional and drunk on power that if he could he he loved his wife Padme so much that he wanted he would do literally anything like sell his soul to the devil in Emperor Palpatine to to get power to control things. And that's how the creation, that's the downfall, the downfall of you trying to control your life too much and bring too much order into everything creates a rigid machine-like you know, world where the state is oppressive and tyrannical and bad things happen from that. And you suffer yourself in hate and anger. It just, you, the more hate and anger and violence you try and bring on others, the more you create for yourself and you suffer. And so that was that was a perfect reason. But what is the reason for Ben Solo to go to the dark side, you know? So I would have loved to see the, a scene where Luke is explaining like this and we're seeing this in flashbacks, right? And it's, it doesn't have to be that long, three minutes, four minutes, whatever. And he's just saying like, you know, this is what happened. And then I took Ben and, and then instead of he f- sensed the darkness growing in him and he went to go confront him about it. And we only see this like stupid little shot of him sleeping and he's in his tent. Show us like something different, right? Like I would have, cause, cause this is very uncharacteristically uncharacteristically like Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker would the Luke Skywalker that I know from the, the classic series from the, the original trilogy would not, fear the darkness growing in a little boy and go to try and like, you know, confront him about it and then think for a second to maybe kill him. No, 
because he he stood up to his father, Darth Vader, in Return of the Jedi, and said, "I refuse to accept that you're gone. I know there's still light in you." He, uh, uh, Darth Vader, a man who killed younglings, who killed probably millions of people, being a part of the Empire, you know, secondhandly and firsthandly in Rogue One, just slaughtered a bunch of people. We saw that. Like Darth Vader's a cruel, sinister, cold, calculating machine killer. And Luke still says, no, no, I will not give in. I, I refuse to believe that you're fully gone. I will, I will take the Buddhist pacifist approach, and I will try and convince you to come to my side. He even he goes on a suicide mission to the Death Star, confronts the Emperor himself, and says, no, I, am, I will not fight. I am a Jedi like my father before me, and takes his lightsaber and throws it to the ground. And the Emperor goes, so be it. Jedi and then electrocutes him and almost kills him. And it Luke essentially sacrifices himself for the belief that, you know, for a pacifist belief that he will not use hate, anger, and violence in order to uh take down some someone that he's angry at because he knows that he will become that thing. He even when he starts, you know, fighting his father, Darth Vader, he when he when he pushes him to the ground and gets him and he's hammering him with the lightsaber. He finally, when he's when he, you know, when he wins, he goes. The emperor's like, good, good, you know. And then Luke has to stop, and he looks at his mechanical hand. He goes, oh my god, I'm becoming the thing that I ha- that I hate. I'm becoming the the machine. I'm becoming my father. And it's such a powerful moment. And that's why the original trilogy is so powerful because of these these classic archetypical, you know, myths and and metaphors. It's it's amazing. And there just really wasn't so much of that. There was some of it, but not so much of that in this. So I would have loved to see, what I would have loved to see was, I would have loved to see Luke maybe give an explanation. Like, why did Ben Solo turn? Okay, well, it would have been, it would have been cool if like Luke instead you know, showed interest in like a different student at the Jedi Academy and Ben Solo got like jealous that like Luke was, you know, maybe showing other users different kinds of force abilities. And, you know, he's like, why are you showing them and not me? And, you know, he's like, he's, I sensed the anger in him and I tried to confront him and talk to him about it. And then, you know, then finally I told him like, you know, my father was Darth Vader and all this stuff. And then when he tells him that, then Snoke makes contact with him and goes, fulfill your destiny. Like your Darth Vader is the true, like this is the true way. Don't listen to Luke. Luke doesn't have, he doesn't care for you. Your parents abandoned you. And then that's how his mind became twisted. And so Ben Solo is now this kid who feels betrayed by all the adults in his life. And like, like, like Luke let him down and, and you know, and, uh, and his parents let him down. They shipped him off to Luke. And then maybe Ben goes to like, can you know confront him about it and 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 Luke's like calm down calm down and then he senses like you know something building in him and Luke to protect himself like uses a force ability that we haven't seen before maybe like you know some kind of energy or something to block Kylo Ren or to block Ben Solo and they get into this fight and like it in like a burst of energy erupts and it accidentally starts burning down the temple and then you know Kylo Ren just decide or Ben Solo just decides I'm going to become Kylo Ren now fuck you Luke Snoke's right and then takes a bunch of people with him and then you know whatever the same as the rest of the story plays out the same you know like they burn down the you know, they finish burning down the temple you know that kind of stuff but it's like partially Part it's partially on Luke, but it's also more on on Ben Solo because he 
he sort of made his decision, but he also, but we also sympathize with Ben Solo because it's it's the story of a child who's been abandoned, much like Ray, right? And that's where they can connect because they've both been, you know, from their from a certain point of view, from Ben Solo's perspective, he was thrown away like garbage, first by his parents, and then he felt slighted by Luke, and then Luke, you know, and him got into a fight, and then everything went south, you know. And it's like, from whom, from whose point of view is it correct? Well, we don't know, but this is a problem, right? Like parenting is so important, and and this Skywalker saga is about love and family and connection and parenting, and what happens when parenting is you know goes wrong, and when you don't take care of the the children, and and when you don't show them the proper you know way to grow up, what happens to them? What what can be you know what what what, what can potentially happen? Well, you could potentially have a ruthless you know ruler like Kylo Ren, and that's what happened. So then. So that's what I would have liked to see. I would have liked to see something like that, okay? And now for the ne- the next part that I didn't really care for. I didn't really care for the whole Rose and Finn mission to Canto Bite, and the main reason why I didn't care for it was because there was like no reason for it. There was no reason for it. The the Admiral Holdo, oh, I forgot to talk about Princess uh, Leia, General Leia getting blown out into space. Yeah, I mean, I I know some people had some problems with that. Whatever. I don't know. Carrie Fisher's dead. Let her have a nice moment on screen. Let her use the force once. It wasn't really that long. Uh, fine, I'll deal with it. Not that big of a deal. It was it was a little cheesy, but you know, hey, we have to remember this is 2017. Star Wars, we live in a global world. You know, Star Wars is for everybody now. It's worldwide. It's a global franchise. It's a it's a behemoth. And, you know, we got to have these these little things and these moments for people in there, I guess, you know. Um, and I thought it was a nice kind of way to pay tribute to Carrie Fisher as well. So I can deal with that. What I can't deal with is the introduction of characters for no reason. So we have this Admiral Holdo, Lord Dern, who comes in. Why do we need her? Why? Why couldn't it be have? Why couldn't it have been Admiral Akbar? And because we know him, he's from the original trilogy, and he could have just taken over and been and been the leader. But whatever, forget about that. Who cares? Okay, so fine. So they do have Holdo. Whatever, big deal. You know, it's not that big of a deal. But why doesn't she just tell the plan? Like this is not. This is not the first order where there's like a strict hierarchy and 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 it's like you will follow my command soldier you'll be excommunicated. No, the rebels aren't supposed to be about that. The rebels are supposed to be a group of people who are together by voluntary choice. There's no, you know, desertion. There's no like reprimanding people for desertion. This isn't the fucking army. This is just the resistance. It's a band of rebels who have gotten together to resist the first order. The first order is orderly. They're the order. They're the hierarchical military Nazi army. These, this is a band of rebels that are coming together on a voluntary purpose to fight together in a free, in a free manner. So, you know, I, I didn't really like, um, I didn't really like this choice to just all you had to do. I mean, this to me was just lazy writing and just you know just nonsense. All you had to do was just have. Holdo explained the plan to everybody. Poe goes, please tell me that we have a plan here. What's the plan? And she goes, okay, look, here's the plan. We're going to, we're going to try and, you know, outrun the, we're going to try and stay without a range of these cannons. We're going to try and keep the the force sealed up. 
and we're going to try and save as many people as we can and we're going to put them on these ships and there's a a planet called Crate and there's an old resistance base there and the plan is that we're going to do that and we're going to get everybody saved. Why didn't she explain that to everybody when she took over after Leia was, you know, she could have just said, attention everybody, I'm the new commander, here's our plan. Like I said, it's a small group of people. They all deserve to know the plan. It's not like, you don't need to know, this is a military operation and you don't need to know, it's classified soldier. You know, it's not like this big first order kind of thing. It's like, hey, what's the plan? Okay. So you could have just told everyone the plan and then you don't need this fucking go find the master code breaker and all this bullshit. We didn't need that. But I like the I like the things that happened. I liked Canto Bite. I liked seeing the different city. I liked seeing the different aliens. But here's what I would have liked to see. This is what I would have think what I what I think would have been good, right? Finn goes to try and take an escape pod. Rose catches him. And instead of Rose saying like, oh, I had to stun deserters, she's like excited just to go with him. So he's like, look, my friend Ray, she's like training to be a Jedi, going to find Luke Skywalker. We have hope. Come with me and we'll find and we'll and when they come back, we'll 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 get these ships and we'll come back. We'll we'll inspire people in the galaxy to bring us hope. And and Ray will come back with Luke Skywalker and we'll have hope. And Rose is just like fucking, you know, like, what? This is so cool. I get to go with Finn on this special mission. And this is crazy, you know? And he's like, Yeah, but he's like, this is he's like, this is confidential. So let's go and let's do this. And they tell Poe, and Poe's like, All right, fine, good plan. Take the homing beacon, go somewhere safe. So when Ray brings Luke Skywalker back, we can, you guys can, you guys can go. Like maybe the mission is like, okay, you guys go to this Canto Bite place or something like that and try and find somebody who can help finance the resistance, right? Like it's a big, it's a big money city. So go find this financier, this backer who can provide us with ships and then, you know, mil- and then we can you know, you can meet back here with Luke, like Luke and Ray can meet you on Canto Bite and you guys can come back with the ships and maybe even like a, a small little battalion of soldiers that, that we can inspire to join us. Just go out there, find some hope and bring it back to us. So that's the mission, right? But as the First Order, see the First Order sees uh, Finn and Rose's ship like leaving and they're like, they they're getting ready to like blast it. But then we hear, Wait, and Captain Phasma sees inspect that ship, and they they go through and they see like through a three D hologram thing, and she goes, FN two one eight seven, do not blast that ship, and she like turns around, and she goes, uh, Admiral, prepare my elite squadron, and then we see Phasma's ship and an elite squadron take off to follow them. Right? Okay, this is the B plot. The B plot is Phasma taking revenge out on Finn, right? And then another thing that I would have loved to see is show us more parts of the galaxy. Like I loved in in uh Rogue One that we got to see all these cool like it's a lived in universe and there's there's conspirators and spies and there's you know there's stormtroopers patrolling the city of Jeddah and there's tanks rolling down it's an occupied city. I mean I would have loved like what what does the first order mean? Who are they? What are they are they totally in power? Like what's going on here? I would have loved to see like the element of propaganda and stuff, right? Like used by the first order. I would have loved to see like you we see throughout the galaxy different like cities and systems like maybe before Phasma says follow that ship, she goes 
follow that ship. But first, alert all all systems and cities. The traitor is on the loose. And so we see throughout the galaxy like wanted posters with a bounty, right? Like reward, turn this man in. Traitor to the First Order, defected stormtrooper FN two one eight seven, and a picture of Finn. And we see like cities like Lothal and from Star Wars Rebels, Lothal and like uh, Coruscant. Let's show us Coruscant. That would have been a great callback to the to the uh, prequels. Uh, actually, I don't know if it got blown up. Maybe it got blown up. I don't know, but. But show us different parts of the galaxy. Show us like five different locations where there's like storm, you know, where there's stormtroopers walking down the street and it's like a lived in universe and there's, you know, people coming and going, going about their daily, you know, things and like bars and restaurants and people walking around and, you know, speeders flying by and then posters of Finn and maybe even TV screens like attention, like defective from the first order, traitor, reward, bounty. And then we see Benicio Del Toro's character and he goes, oh, you know, reward, eh? And so he's like really interested in collecting on this reward for the first order. And then Fat, okay, so we have that that plot now, right? Now Finn and Rose go to Canto Bight to try and find uh, a guy who's got a lot of money who could be sympathetic to the rebellion and provide them with you know weapons and ships and and a small you know force of of uh, people to come and save them from this slow chase you know that they're having with the First Order. Okay, and we can still have. You know, you can still have the message of, you know, the slave children and how they get treated, you know, the the, the rich people are scum and, and all that stuff, because I love that. I love that it's all connected to the story. So we can still show, you know, the, the, the kid that uses the force at the end with the broom. Uh, we could still show that. We could still have that connecting when Rose is like, don't be afraid. We're from the resistance and they're inspiring hope throughout the galaxy. I love that, right? We can still have that. But now the, the but now what happens is on Canto Bite, as they go to find this financier backer guy, um, you know, they run into DJ and he's like, Yeah, I could help you out. And he's like, you know, I can help you out, whatever. And then he goes to he basically tries to like, you know, help him out or whatever, but the whole, but then they run into like Phasma and her elite, you know, her elite uh, troopers. So now they have to run away from Phasma the whole time and she's hunting them down with her elite troopers and stuff. And they manage to, you know, they manage to like get, get they're like somewhere on like on some planet or whatever, like they have to like, you know, hop, skip and jump around to different planets. And Benicio del Toro is still with them. But then eventually he winds up like turning them in to collect a reward. Then, uh, you know, Finn and, and Rose get like captured and taken back to the supremacy to be executed. Right. Cause Phasma has to do things in like a grand way, but this whole subplot we can see phasma being like a badass like interrogating people like we know he was here like where is he execute these people and she's you know tearing up the town canto bite and wherever else you know show us different worlds different cities and 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 we can have this like bounty hunter chase you know through the galaxy we get to see the first order propaganda you know all this kind of cool stuff okay so that would have been that would have been cooler that was that's what i i would have liked to see then we get back to, uh, you know, we get back to, um, you know, and this could be going on as we like. Obviously, we would probably get back to the scene where they're on, uh, where they're on, um, 
Octu, right? And it's and it's you know Ray and and uh, and uh, and Luke Skywalker. So Luke Skywalker agrees to train her. Okay, great. So we get the first lesson. I have no problem with that. That was cool. Um, you know, the second lesson, he let's show let's show her Luke helping her train with a lightsaber. I want to see Luke ignite his green lightsaber and say, "Now try and strike me down." And they have like a lightsaber battle or something, and they he tra- he trains her to use the lightsaber. That would have been really cool. And then he even maybe he even like you know shows off a little bit like what he can do some things he can do with a lightsaber and tries to you know train her that would have been really cool to see i would have loved to see that then we get the force bond i love the force bond between kylo kylo ren and ray so everything there we can keep that right then you know because holdo told them the plan there's no conflict between poe and holdo and and all this stuff or maybe there is maybe there still is a conflict you know, but but Paul, because you can still have a conflict by Holdo saying this is the plan, and Poe just being like, "No, fuck that! Like, I I don't like your plan. I like my plan." You can still have a conflict there. You can still have that conflict, and you can have the you can have Poe do a mutiny and say, you know, my my plan is better. Like, I I have a different plan. Well, what's Poe's plan? I don't know. Come up with a different plan. Like, let's let's launch all of our fighters and go to attack them or. Oh no! Well, I forgot. I said Poe's plan is to he sent uh, Finn and, and Rose off on a mission to get ships and, and weapons and soldiers, and so you can still have that plan, right? You can still have it, but at least have Holdo explain the plan because it makes sense. Why wouldn't you explain the plan? So she explains the plan, and Poe says, "No, nah, we're not going to do that plan," you know. And then they go and they have that mission, and you know, Phasma can chase them, and, and we can have you know all that cool stuff. We can see all that really cool stuff. And then we get back on Octu. So in the cave, when Ray sees herself, I thought that was kind of cool, but I would have liked to see maybe one more thing, right? Like one more thing. I would have liked to see some kind of a, uh, an echo of Empire Strikes Back, right? Like see Ray, like, you know, it was too heavy about her parents. Like, let's let's show like a challenge let's show a metaphor right like she's looking in the mirror and like what happens right what what does she see she sees herself and then she ignites a red lightsaber and it's kylo ren's lightsaber and it comes through and it like strikes her or something and then like she you know so i don't know something right like just like let's what's the challenge presented in Ray, maybe she sees Kylo Ren and he's 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 disfigured and he's consumed with the dark side and He's suffering and she feels bad for him. She wants to help him or something, you know? And then we have the scene in the hut and and she touches Kylo Ren's hand and that's all good. And then Luke comes and he goes, no, and he breaks it open. And she's like, tell me the truth. Tell me, like, did you try and murder him? Because we can, you know, that that element's still there, like, you know, because it's all from a certain perspective, right? They tell the stories from different perspectives. Like he says, Kylo Ren's like, you know, like like Luke says, Kylo Ren just felt jealous because I was with another student or whatever. Kylo Ren's no, he tried to he tried to slight me, he tried to like kill me. So we don't know what the story is, you know. It's it's a confusing. But Ray's like, I can I I can stop this like war, you know. I can stop this this um this battle from going on, and we can really change the the tide if we get Kylo Ren. Uh, to join our side. And she thinks that she can really do that, right? And then she goes to him and the scene in the elevator, maybe a little bit longer. You know, she's when she says like, I'll help you. 
and 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 she's like like make her be more sympathizing with Ben and be like, come on, like you know, like you, know, you 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 what kind of life are you living here? Like you're so you're consumed by so much anger, so much hate. Like please, like like you know, I I. I didn't know who you were before. You were just a creature in a mask, but I know that you're so much more than that now, you know, like, because Snoke says you're just a child in a mask in the beginning. And then she could say, you're more than just a creature in a mask to me. You know, I, I understand where you're coming from. You made sense. You convinced me that like, you know, some of the choices you made were wrong, but you know, maybe, maybe that you, we can, you know, there can be some kind of forgiveness because you know, being ditched by your parents is hurtful. Like I know I've been hurting my whole life. So we're the same, like, you know, you and me. And then, you know, Kylo Ren could say the same thing he says, and then they go see Snoke and everything was great in that scene. I loved it. That was the best scene in probably almost, I mean, that was one of the best scenes in, in almost any Star Wars movie. You know, it was like the, I am your father moment. And then maybe the return of the Jedi duel. And then this scene, I thought this scene was incredible. I loved it a lot. The throne room scene was amazing. I would have liked to see at the end where Kylo Ren's like, join me, Ray, join me. Like, I would have liked to see, like, why? You know, I would have liked to see him, like, Ray, like, you know, you can, you can be by my side. I'll take care of you. Like, I understand you. I get you. Like, we can do this together. Like, don't you want some, like, love in your life? Like, I can, I can be that for you. You can be that for me. You know, make it sort of emotional and kind of, you know, because, we're, they're all human beings. We're driven by. We're, we have to be driven by attachment and meaning and love and relationships and connection and sexuality and lust and desire, right? Especially someone from the dark side. And I would have liked to see a, just a little bit more of that. Then we can leave everything the same. You know, Phasma captured the you know Rose and Finn and is about to execute him, and we can leave that the same. But now we've gotten more Phasma and we've seen that that subplot. So her death means a lot more. And, you know, DJ turns him in, whatever. And maybe, you know, maybe DJ has a second second change of heart and maybe he changes back, but whatever, it's fine. I can deal with BB-8 in the thing. And, and then he goes, he goes off. Then they, they finally, you know, they, the, because Finn and uh, Rose were captured, they never got a chance to meet with the, the financier, the backer who could provide them with ships and armor and all this stuff. So, you know, the the mission is on the ship is getting critical. Poe is, you know, what very worried, you know, they didn't make it, they got caught and they eventually evacuate and everything goes down the same way and then they go to crate. And I thought, you know, this was all great. Everything that happened from then on was amazing and I love the ending. I love the way it was shot. It was great. I mean, one of the one of the problems I had is did you really have to do like a Hoth kind of ripoff with Crate? Did you really have to go like I I mean, couldn't we have done something different? Like I don't know, maybe it was because the director like maybe they wanted like some kind of symbolism like the planet is white on top but red underneath and it's showing like the dirt that it bleeds like this is going to be you know the, the resistance has taken a lot of hits or whatever something like that but i, I didn't i didn't i, I would have liked to see a different kind of environment you know why couldn't it have been like grassland or you know like a uh, like a savanna like an african savanna or something like that i would have liked to see a different kind of environment 
It would have been nice to see a different kind of environment. But I loved I everything that I loved Luke's entrance. I love that he didn't go with Ray and he meditated and he projected himself there because I love that it op- that opens up a whole new use of the force. I really oh, I forgot to mention I love the scene with Yoda. That was all great. And I loved I loved everything that Luke, you know, when they came in, I liked the score, the music, everyone looking at him in awe. You know, I knew I I kind of knew. I was like, "Wait a second. I said I was I I was by myself, but I I, w- I wish I would have like if I was with a friend, I would have said uh when you saw Luke for the first time, I shouldn't have stopped for that haircut." And it's uh, from the Simpsons, the monorail episode when the scientist stops for the haircut on the way to save the monorail because he gets like a hair like Luke has a haircut and he's his beard is dyed. And it's like, "Uh, what's going on here?" So I kind of knew something was up. And they were kind of setting up the idea between the force bond that you could kind of project your image across the galaxy somewhere. So I was like, something's going on here. That's not really him. You know, I kind of picked up on that right away because he looked different, you know, and I, 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 you know, I thought something was up. So, so that was up. And then I loved everything. Like, you know, Kyle Ren is, is so angry. He's so mad. And I thought one of the greatest lines in any Star Wars movie was that callback to when they're facing each other and, and Kylo Ren says, you know, I'll destroy you and I'll destroy everything. And he goes, funny, everything you said in that sentence is wrong. You know, that that the rebellion is born today. You know, the war has just begun and I will not be the last Jedi. And then we see Rey lifting the rocks and everybody comes out. I thought that was beautiful. That was great. It was amazing. And... um I loved it. You know, I, I love that ending. I loved it all. And then we get everyone on the Millennium Falcon. We see that the force bond still exists between Kylo Ren and Rey. And then we're off. Luke dies and becomes one with the force. And I thought it was beautiful. It was a beautiful ending. And the most beautiful part was the, the little kid at the end, they're talking about the myths and the heroes and the legends, Luke Skywalker, and what did he do? And and then they show the little boy who has force powers. And this connects with the, the message of the movie that Ray comes from nothing. She's nobody, you know? And I'm totally fine with that. I'm totally fine with that because I love that message of like, you know, we all have this power inside of us that that if we that that we don't have to be special, that it could be anybody, and that and the spark of of hope is is ignited in these little kids who are treated horribly as slaves, and the kid goes out and he looks to the stars, and there's hope. He's got that resistance ring that Rose gave him on gave him, and I loved it. I, I thought it was such a great uplifting ending, and I can't wait to see what happens in episode nine now like where do they go what do they do i'm not i i don't i don't care that they i thought killing snoke was amazing i love that scene i thought it was the most epic when that lightsaber goes through him and then it and then he, kylo ren uses the force to pull it and ray reaches up and that music comes on dan, 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 dan. and then they slow-mo turn around and start fighting the praetorian guards that was incredible that was amazing and I liked the choice to have Luke astral project himself over there. You know, I did. I really did because it was all about, like Rose said, you know, we have to, it's not about fighting what we hate. It's about saving what we love. And Luke decided I'm going to be a distraction to save everybody so they can go run away. Poe learned the lesson, you know, and we're not going to go blow stuff up. We're going to go save everyone. And I thought it was an amazing way to end it. I just basically had... You know the 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 couple of 
you know, things that I was concerned about, I already addressed and that was it. But overall, I love the movie. You know, of course, every movie, every Star Wars movie has flaws, of course, but I, I really, I thought it was a really well done movie. The score is amazing. John Williams is amazing. Ryan Johnson's a brilliant director. Uh, maybe not such a great writer and storyteller uh, because of those plot holes that I think I could have, that I just did a better job of uh, explaining right now. I think my version of the movie would have worked a lot better. Another alternative to, you know, the, I also thought about, well, what about Luke instead of Luke, like, uh, you know, favoring another Jedi student and Kylo Ren getting jealous. What if the story was Luke was, was, was looking at the uh, Jedi texts and discovering like new, or maybe Luke found Luke, maybe Luke found like, like dark side texts or something. And he was experimenting with the powers of the dark side because he felt that he had become such a powerful Jedi that he can tap into the dark side and he can balance it out. And then he accidentally was using too much power and he like accidentally burnt his school down or he accidentally, you know, did something and it hurt Kylo Ren and Ben Solo in some way. And then that's what started the conversation. So there was a million ways to go in that. I think they picked the worst way to go in that. I was disappointed with the choice they made for Luke. But ultimately, they redeemed themselves by having Luke uh, at the end. I thought everything that Luke did and said at the end of the movie was perfect and brilliant. I loved it. Everything he said was amazing. You know, strike me down in anger and I will always be with you, just like your father. And that really irks Kylo Ren. He can't handle it, you know? And he's, you know, says to Leia, nobody's ever gone. You know, nobody's ever, nobody ever goes away. I thought that was amazing. It was perfect. And then I was interested at the end when they're on the Falcon, like Poe introduces himself to Rey. Like what? They didn't meet? Like when she came back to the base in Force Awakens, they didn't have it. They didn't meet. They don't, they don't know each other. And like, what does that mean? Like, is, are they going to have a romantic relationship? Like, I don't think that's a good move necessarily i mean maybe i mean if i if, if you're poe of course like you're going to be attracted to ray i mean i'm you know who isn't i would i would i mean she's very attractive um very sexy daisy ridley is is very 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 attractive i would love to uh i would love to duel with her <laughs> i would love to duel lightsaber right, whatever i was trying to come up with something stupid never mind forget it but she's a very attractive woman she's very sexy and she does a great job in the movie acting performances. I thought everybody did a great job. You know, I really did. I mean, I thought the direction was good. The production was good. The score was amazing. Kylo Ren, I mean, Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley probably were the best and, and Mark Hamill. I think Adam Driver is probably the best in the movie. And Daisy Ridley, you got to give it up to her. She was great too. She was really great. Uh, Andy Serkis, of course, was great. So the acting in these, in this Star Wars movie was, is far better than you know, I think any other in the trilogy. So the acting is tremendous. I mean, you can't, uh, Kylo Ren is the best character to, in my opinion, you know, he really is. And Adam Driver just really nails that, you know, performance. So, you know, I think they could have done a little bit better with the Star Wars lore, you know, as a movie, like as a movie, it was great. It was an A, A plus. As a Star Wars lore, it was like a C plus. You know, it, so they could have done a little bit better with the Star Wars lore. We, it would have been nice to give the fans a little bit of those flashbacks, a little bit of a different take, handle Luke better, you know, and give us more of an exciting chase subplot instead of that crappy, you know, find the master code breaker thing. My, my subplot is way better, the, the Phasma hunt. Anyway, that's my spoiler review. 
I, I like this movie. I really did. And it's very different. It's very, very different. But hey, you know, p- people complained that The Force Awakens was too similar, and I was one of them. That The Force Awakens, I still like the, like, I still like The Force Awakens, right? But it was too similar to A New Hope. Look, here's the bottom line. We, saw, we all saw the original trilogy when we were young, and we had a certain idea of how Star Wars should be. So when the prequels came out, I was disappointed. Now when The, For, you know, when the Force Awakens came out, I was disappointed. But I still love them because I still love Star Wars. But these movies are never going to be what we want them to be. They're never going to be exactly what we want them to be. And especially now in this day and age, when Star Wars is such a mega global brand. I mean, it's like Coca-Cola, you know? It's, and it's global. They're, they're showing this movie all around the world, you know, to all kinds of, of people. And I'll just end with, with this, you know, I, I really like diversity and inclusion and all that stuff, but Hey, there's, you know, what it like, okay, you have Admiral Holdo, you want to get more women in there. Right. Uh, so you, that's why you have the, the, you know, these movies have more women in, in, in leadership roles, but what about just, you know, diversifying a little bit more? What about a black woman leading or what about, you know, a, a, a um, you know, an, like a, a Middle Eastern woman or an Indian woman or, you know, uh, an Indian man or, or, or like a, you know, um, South American, uh, Portuguese or just I would have liked to see if you're going to do diversity and if you're going to do that kind of thing, I think it's a great thing. But it doesn't always have to be like a woman, just oh, any woman like what, you know, let's let's mix it up a little bit. You know, it could be different different kinds of people you know and 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 i think that's a good thing because this is a global movie franchise you know it would be nice to to try and include people to try and get new people on board so i think that's a good idea it doesn't always have to be uh it doesn't always have to be that way but i think it is a good idea because it is 2017 and we are you know almost 2018 and we are living in a global world so i have no problem with that you know i have no problem with that whatsoever um, but it's going to be interesting to see how what episode nine is and how that pans out. It's going to be interesting to see what J.J. Abrams does. I'm, you know, I'm not getting. I got my hopes up a lot with the Last Jedi because I love Ryan Johnson. I loved Looper. It was amazing, and I thought this movie is going to be gritty and raw and real. And Ryan Johnson said he was a Star Wars fan, and Ryan Johnson said that he liked he liked the prequels, and he was a fan of the prequels, and he was a fan of the uh, Return of the Jedi. And you know, I I'm all those things as well. You know, I mean, even though, like I said, even though I there's flaws in the prequels major flaws there's still star wars there's still it's still a creation george lucas took a huge risk and he was wildly innovative and he expanded on the star wars universe more than than ever before it was amazing what came out of the prequels the clone wars and rebels and all these this cool new imagery of star wars so you take the you take the the good with the bad there's it's always going to be that way sure they could have been better sure they could have been done differently but they weren't you know they weren't and I like this new direction. It's it's definitely darker. It's definitely more, you know. It's 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 different, and and I like it. You know, I, I definitely like it. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Now I hope they don't just turn Kylo Ren into a big bad evil guy that needs to be killed. I kind of hope. I I kind of want to see a Raylo because the the mythology of Star Wars, the hero's myth for the men, for men, is to save the save the day, right? The the hero myth, mythology for a man, Jordan Peterson talks about this, is 
you know, slay the dragon, rescue the princess, get the gold, right? That was what Star Wars was based upon, the Joseph Campbell hero mythology, the monomyth. But the, the, what's the, the mythology for the female? A female's mythology is redeeming the man. Female mythology is beauty and the beast. It's, it's, it's using the powers that females have of compassion and love and empathy to, to tone down the beastly creatureliness of the man and make him open his heart up and see that there's love inside and, and to come to the light. I would like to see that. I would like to see that story. I hope they don't just make Kylo Ren the big bad guy that needs to be killed because that would be kind of stupid. That would be kind of just pointless. That would be standard, typical, you know, action movie type stuff. Like, you might as well just watch, like, Transformers or something like that. I want to see something deeper, more meaningful. I believe love and connection is, is needed in Star Wars. I think the balance of the Force is Kylo Ren and Rey, and it is the balance of the Force is love. The balance is love. That's what I think the message should be. I hope you guys enjoyed this one-hour spoiler review. If you did, leave me a thumbs up, subscribe to my channel, and follow my podcast, Mikeadelic. I talk about all kinds of stuff like with psychedelics and consciousness, and I'm going to be uh, doing more like movie review stuff uh, when, I, when I feel like it, you know. but I'm going to do more of this more often. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Thank you very much. If you did, please like, share, subscribe, and leave me a nice rating and review on iTunes for my podcast, Mikeadelic, and uh, you know, leave some comments in the, in the YouTube section below. Thank you.